0: Welcome to Living Rural, a podcast on home financing and mortgages for rural living. I'm Michelle Sanden, your host and your Rural First Consumer Lending Officer with Farm Credit Services of America. Let's dive into the world of rural home financing together. The past few episodes, we've talked about construction, which is one of our niche products. With the one-time close and ability to lock on day one of our construction, our portfolio for construction loans continues to grow. On this episode of Living Rural, I asked a local contractor, Grove Custom Homes, to come in and visit with us. So, I have meetings with many consumers that are in different stages of a construction dream. Some may have already have a builder and some do not. Some have a budget as to the dollar amount they want to spend, but they haven't sat down with the contractor yet. Many times they know they want to build, but they don't know where. They may be still looking for land and haven't found any yet. So, I wanted to bring in Andrew and Poppy Grove. And as they are the experts here in the Council Bluffs, Iowa area. So if you guys want to take a minute, introduce yourself, and then we'll kind of get busy into the topic of construction.
1: All right. Well, thank you very much. My name is Andrew, and I'm with Grove Custom Home Builders here in Council Bluffs, Iowa. And, um, And I'm partnered with my wife, Poppy, and we're glad to be here.
2: I'm Poppy Grove, and together we're Grove Custom Home Builders. And we are specifically just an Iowa-based home builder at this time. We've been doing a lot of stuff in the rural community, so we're very experienced in that.
0: Good. Well, I'm glad you guys took the opportunity to come on. So I guess kind of let's just start out, Have let's help the listeners understand when somebody comes in, and you guys probably get them at all aspects too, they may or may not have plans. Do you guys have plans they can look at? Or, or tell me, I guess, if I were to call up and say, hey, Andrew, Poppy, I'm, I want to build a home. Kind of where do you take me down the path that you take a, a consumer?
1: We do have plans. Usually when, we, when somebody contacts us, you know, one of the first things we you know, are looking for, you know, do you have land? Are you looking to build rurally or are you looking to build in the city? You know, what's the size of your family? you know what are the needs and a lot of these days budget is a is a big aspect so mm-hmm. we're looking for what they have to spend on the project overall because that will eventually dictate you know how far we can go with it and what they can actually get you know the most for their money so when a when a customer comes to us those are some of the questions that we first start laying out you know it depends on if they're making a phone call or an email so if they just email us a question hey i'm looking to build We'll usually have a blanket form that we'll send back trying to get some basic information just to kind of help, you know, dial down where we're going to. That will be followed up with a more formal or personable email or phone call in which we will we'll sit down with the customers and, and, and start moving in that direction with them. We have plans and we you know we've we drawn a lot of our own. We also will allow customers if they have their own home plan you know to bring that to them so we do full custom work on that aspect of it the plans that we have are fully customizable which means we can take them and we can alter them at any moment in time we work with the draftsmen so if there's a uh, an aspect to uh, a plan that they do not like you know we can sit down with them and we can alter that and, and make that change in, in real time with them
0: mm-hmm. and sometimes they they don't know either or you know the plans they may bring you, Depending on there, again, the land and where, where you're building that house out may or, may or may not be able to work, you know, depending on the, the topography of the location or the, yeah, the land.
1: That's that's correct. One of the, the largest challenges we have and usually is one of the largest cost overruns or can affect the, the cost of the home overall is, is their land. Okay. People come to us. Well, we have an idea. We want to walk out. Well, their land doesn't accommodate a walkout or they bring us a plan, and they say, how much is this? Mm -hmm. So we'll look at the house plan, we'll come up with an idea based on an average price per square foot, but then we go visit the property. And then we realize that we have to, you know, make the land fit the house more than the house fit the land. And most people don't use their property to their advantage, you know, the way the hill hill rolls, or how you access it, and trying to find that home plan originally. And so that's where the, the the true challenges come into places, wells, septics, driveway access, walkouts. We had a house we did three years ago in Persia, Iowa, that you know, okay, how much is of the house? And well, it was a three hundred and thirty thousand dollar home, mm-hmm. but by the time we got done with it, there was a switchback getting to it, and we had thirty thousand dollars in additional earthwork, you know, and dirt work to make the house fit the property. Mm-hmm. So. Those are those are some of the toughest challenges that we have.
0: So sometimes do you do you get plans together when they don't have land and then eventually when they do find land you go visit the property have you had to change do some changes then depending on the land. So
2: that's kind of where I come into. Mm-hmm. So I also am with NP Dodge. So I'm an Iowa and Nebraska realtor. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the clients that come to us don't have their property yet. And so a lot of times Andrew and I are going over properties and I'm also sending properties, you know, if they're not represented by a real estate agent. And so that's where we work together really well is to try and locate property for them, something that will work for them. Like Andrew was saying, a switchback, a lot of people probably don't even understand what that is, but right. that's that's a road leading up to a house. It just required a lot of gravel and a lot of dirt work. So if we're able to work together, walk these properties, we can
0: help identify some of these things for them. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, I talk about when I meet with my customers too, it's it's just not the plans of the home. We, we talk about, especially if it's rural, is there septic? You know, is there well access or, you know, rural water? Are we having to dig a well? The excavation, the the driveway, the gravel up, there's, you know, power, electricity. There's a lot of things that go into building a home. It's just not the plans and specs, and and we we try and educate them that that is still part of the entire cost of the project, not just your home, but what is it going to take to get that home there? Exactly. And it doesn't happen overnight. You know, I guess you you can probably explain to or help the listeners understand that you may meet with a, a customer multiple times, and it could be weeks, months before you're ready.
1: And that's uh, that's a very good point. I want to back up just a minute and say you brought up a very a very good point earlier that a lot of people don't realize is you know the extra things that it takes to make your house there or to put your home there and power well and septic are, are usually pretty easy. You can work the property, but where is the power? Is it several hundred feet away? Is it a quarter mile away? And that's where things can get really expensive really fast. If you have to have transformer set, we've had properties that you know cost us. A few hundred dollars to get power to them, and we've had properties that take ten, fifteen thousand dollars to get property to them, mm-hmm. or power to the properties, and that's a, that's a pretty large cost that most people don't think about. You know, because right now they're just trying to maximize their budget on their home, yes, and they don't see those additional things.
2: I don't uh, think they or, explain that in any reality show. No. <laughs> You can build that in a weekend, right? Yeah. yeah. It takes a lot of moving parts to get done what we do. And that's why we value the teamwork that we have in place with our other contractors. So we, from the very beginning of meeting with a client, and we were already thinking of, you know, if each one of the contractors we're going to have to work with, and logistically it can be a real mess. And this is where Andrew, myself, and Anne in our office Mm -hmm. helps to project manage everything and pull it together together. A lot of clients don't understand what's going on behind the scenes. And so we don't want to convolute it and over explain it, but sometimes you kind of have to in order to help them maybe understand the basics of it. But it does take several, several hour meetings to go over these details. And then, like I said, there's a lot going on behind the scenes as we're getting all the pieces in place, because one contractor can't start until another one can start after. So there is a lot of project management to it,
0: and so we work very hard about that behind those scenes. And I think, too, that's what I try to explain when the consumer comes in is, you know, we could get them pre-approved, and it might be six or eight months before I see them again by the time they've got their numbers together. And then also the time of year, and the time frame of the contractors. How many other homes do you have going? When are you able to start a new one? There again, weather permitting, you know, there's just a lot of things that go into building.
1: There are and uh, and there's a lot of people when they come to us originally, most of them, I would say, d- do not have a clue of where to start. Right. We get a lot of, you know, phone calls and emails going, we want to build a home, but we have no idea where do we start? You know, and then we to talk to them about the financing, you know, have you been pre-approved, you know, you know, what is your maximum budget, you know, and they usually can't even tell us where they are. Well, I don't know, you know, I, I, and they have a lot of expectations to build a really big home. And in today's market, you know, in the last three to four years, especially, you know, the home pricing has gone up, interest rates Mm -hmm. have shot up. And people just aren't getting as much bang for their buck as they used to when it comes to, you know, square footage and the size of the home. And it, it it can be tough when you have to kind of bring people back to reality. You seem like kind of like the bad guy. It's like you almost make them feel like you don't want them to build them a home. You give them all this bad news up front, and then and then you have to try to walk it back a little bit and try to remind them that, hey, this is still a process. We need to start working through it step by step. And then, you know... And, but here's how we can, how we work with you during that process. And it does, it's an information dump that can overwhelm people because it's usually Poppy and I together and we're both like looking back and forth at each other. Like we are right now during this and, (laughs) and uh, you know, and it's like, okay, here's my dump. Okay. Now it's Poppy's trying to dump. And then everybody's their heads. You can start seeing their eyes gloss over Yeah, their heads (laughs) are spinning. And they're like, okay, well, And usually thanks. this
2: is where I step in and say, okay, what are your must-haves? Mm-hmm. What are your must-haves in your home? How do you want to live in your home? And what I think geeks me out the most is that Andrew is very, very good at what we call value engineering. So we're going to take maybe a plan that we have, and we're going to look at it in a way that's going to work the best for our client but yet, he's gonna look at the ways that we can try and save money across the build. Whether that's maybe you don't need that much square footage in your bedroom or your children's rooms, or maybe you don't need a giant master suite bathroom. You know, we're gonna look for these ways. Or maybe you do need a giant closet. So we're gonna take the peaks of the roof and we're gonna go up into that attic and we're gonna make you an 11 foot, 12 foot closet. So you have more closet space, or what he calls seasonal exchange. So <laughs> we look for ways that we can save money, but then we call it a choose-your-own-adventure. So it's, you know, if you have all these must-haves, you must have, you know, the ability to be able to afford, you know, that build. And it doesn't happen in a weekend.
0: It doesn't. <laughs> and, I, and I like what you said earlier, Andrew, about the information dump because it's the same when they come to me. Like I said, they've come they've come to get pre-approved, and where do I start, right? And thankfully, we've worked together quite a few times, and it is kind of back and forth. You know, I'm going to tell them what they're pre-approved for, now they go visit with you guys and we're, we're still kind of going back and forth because it is a lot of information and it's, it is a big deal. It is a big commitment to build a, to build your own home, you know?
1: And it is. And when everybody comes to us, you know, you know, they want, they want a, you know, 1,800 to 2,000 square foot house, open floor plan with a walk out on three acres off of paved surface road. <laughs> and, and it, it, it's, not everything that they're going to get eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have to uh, turn their expectations around a little bit and have some, you know, a settling moment and realize, okay, this is what we can actually afford and this is where we can actually be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and getting the land is seemingly the the hardest part we run into these days. 20 years ago, you could find acreages everywhere, and nowadays, I mean, it's it's uh, you're searching, you're lifting up every, you know, leaf and rock and, you know, driving down gravel roads on a daily basis and and scouring the internet and local ads to try to find property. And so it's tough. You know, that's probably the number one issue we have is people we have, we have six different clients right now that are willing to build tomorrow but they can't find the property that they need to fit their wants. You know, they have to be within 30 minutes of here or or 20 minutes of there. I don't want to be on more than a half a mile of gravel or any gravel at all.
2: Which requires us, I think, just to get more creative with how we find our
0: properties. Yeah, I was just going to say, Poppy, can you relate with, with being with MP Dodge? I mean, what do you... How are you trying to find land for your customers? So
2: there's been a couple of situations to where I've actually talked to clients that were wanting to sell their current property, realizing that they had acreage attached to that. And so we've found ways where we can help them parcel off portions of their property. But there's rules to that. So there's a lot that the Pot County and surrounding areas require you to have, and that's some of it has to be on a hard surface road. We have to work with like the Department of Roads to find out whether we can get an additional access point. How you can parcel that off it can be very complicated in itself. So the good thing is, is like I said, we have a team behind us, and so there's a lot of processes involved. But it's something that we're pretty confident in.
0: Good. So kind of after that, customer gets their final plans. You're kind of ready to start building. What is your typical? And I know it may vary, but what do you try and strive for as far as beginning to end and getting the project done
1: beginning to end really can take at least a year Mm -hmm. from the time we start talking to you Mm -hmm. and that's if you're ready to go Mm -hmm. that as long as you have a plan in place a piece of property that you already own or that you're in the middle of purchasing you know what you want by the time we actually get through the details of finding a blueprint what your budget is as long as everything fits inside of that by the time we find get permits perk tests, locate your wells, it can, and from the time we actually like excavate a hole to put a foundation in, at that point, which can take three to four months worth of work, and it sounds like a long time, but it really goes quick. There's a lot of processes involved and nothing moves really fast there. From the time we dig your hole, we're, depending on the size of the house, fit and finish, we're nine, ten months of construction time that's just due to today's you know labor mm-hmm. and materials issues that we have you know, if you're working you're work, people are busy right so that's one of the things you run into is you know quality subcontractors you know to build a home that that's going to last and stand the test of time you know to fit those types of budgets those contractors aren't just sitting around on a day on a regular basis. They're not hourly employees. Mm-hmm. And and so they're working for other people. And it can be quite the, the challenge and, and the dance to, to keep that stuff organized on a regular basis. So it does take some time. So it's about a year from the time we meet with you to the time you move in.
0: And so when you talked about the septic and the inspections, do you you help your customers get that? You don't expect them to To tootle on down to the county assessor and and do all that, do you? So the funny thing about Andrew is he's all go. (laughs) But before we
2: can go, we have to get those specs down. So the Mm -hmm. specs are the recipe for the home. Andrew, once he gets those in his hands, he's building your house. And he is, like I said, logistically putting all those pieces together. But even before that happens... And myself and Andrew are in the office, and we're going back and forth with our with our clients about what it is that they want in their home in that recipe. So once that blueprint is fine-tuned, that spec sheet goes along with that blueprint. We're sitting down to maybe a four-hour meeting. Mm-hmm. We'll call in and, and have dinner brought in, and we'll stop in between because we know it can be a little exhausting yeah. to go from the exterior of your home, how that makeup is going to look. The interior of your home. Each room in that blueprint, we will go room by room, and we'll identify what is in actually those specs. And the specs are the specifics for those those rooms, mm-hmm. and for the exterior, that sort of thing. And then we go all the way down to what your hardware is going to be, what your even your toilets, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and your HVAC system, all of that. And we're identifying that. Andrew is identifying, you know, the insulation, how we're going to frame the house up. That's a very very long meeting. But from there, now we have a baseline, so that baseline, we take that and if there's any changes within that meeting, I say go back home, take these specs with you, make some notes, talk about what you guys think about this. This is where we believe we're going to come in for this project. If there's anything in here that's maybe not that must have, that is something that you might be able to cut the corner on, now's the time to do that so that we don't go full force ahead with your build. You have time to make those changes before that contract happens. Mm -hmm. So all of this is happening before the official contract. Now, from there, they don't have to meet back with us in the office. We can go back and forth, and we can share those details of the specs and the changes. And that's where Anne is also helping to facilitate that and make sure that those are in the finalized specs that we use. And we have an online program that we've been using to help what we call the Build Board to put all of that information into so we can share that and collaborate together. And that's eventually what becomes the contract that we move forward with. So we can be on like version three or four of those sure. specs before we're actually finished and doing the contract. And that's when you finally see us again mm-hmm. or see the contract again. Yep.
1: On, on, the, on the back to the subject of, you know, permits why Poppy is working with the clients, you know, and what she was talking about there was, you know, the specs and the and the contract, working out those details with them. I'm in the field. I'm the one that's, you know, doing the site evaluations, scheduling meetings with, you know, Department of Roads, you know, for driveway accesses. I'm talking to the Mid American Energy about getting, you know, power to the property. I'm I'm meeting with other subcontractors that might be, you know, the well contractor or the septic contractor, marking out where the house is going to sit, where the laterals and the tank need to be, where the well needs to be in accordance with that, you know, in separation from the parts, because they have to be over 100 feet away from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the ha- if the property's got real water, you know, we're, we're working with the, the local water system, wherever that it might be at that time, whether it's rural water or, or the city of Council Bluffs or Underwood that, you know, sends water out that direction. We're working with them to do all that behind the scenes in the field. So we take care of all that for the client. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that's in part of that process is, you know, that we take care of to obtain permits and, and site access.
0: And and back to when they kind of finally find that land, whether they've had it before or not, I assume you kind of go out, like you said, visit the site and make sure this is the direction that we want the house the way it's going to sit and, you know, talk about, I mean, it sounds crazy, but like, which way is the sun coming up? Or what, what trees do I all have out there now? very valuable or stuff. Wind breaks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's all important. How do, how can people utilize, you know, the land to their benefit is is one of the things that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, dirt work these days, excavation costs, moving, you know, having somebody come in with a caterpillar to maneuver the land and and make it fit if you can alter the house or rotate it or come up with another version of it push the house over here a few feet you know utilize that to your benefit you know usually the project will turn out better and and save you a lot of money in the end so how the house sits on the properties is a big deal and that's all through spending time with the clients on site you know to to lay that out and at that point in time it's usually just showing up with a hundred foot long tape measure and a bunch of pink flags and you know, just trying to give everybody an idea. Everybody's sitting there, you know, with their arms wide open going, I think the house will sit here. And, you know, if we face it this direction when it the sun comes up. It can be a lot of fun up, though. It is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's informative, and it does take time. You know, that's just one of the processes. And I don't think a lot of people realize how much time is involved in those upfront meetings on site and in our office before work can actually happen. Building that relationship. Correct. Yes, yeah. that's, that's really important.
2: And Andrew is is like I said, all go, and so he's talking fast, he's thinking fast, but he's also trying to consider things like the best placement for your driveway so that you're not having to uh, have snow build up and mm-hmm. and I mean things like that that I'm not even, I'm directionally challenged, but this guy over here is like, well, this is where the sun's coming up, this is where your best placement for that is, and I'm like, wow. It's, it's a lot of fun to go through all of that, dream with them. Yes.
1: A lot of people don't realize, you know, how their driveway is going to face, you know, especially like coming in the wintertime. Well, I didn't realize, well, you know, this is facing this direction and my driveway is going to be sitting full of snow or, you know, or or if the wind's going to be, if every time I open up my garage door, the north wind's going to be blowing into mm-hmm. it, you know, so you try to help them on rural property. Some of them don't give you much ability to move it, you know, if you're down a, a gravel road and... You know, they're already pretty pre platted out, you know, like just big lots more like a city than anything else versus a true rural this is my old family's farmstead and I got all this land to work with. I can put my house anywhere up here or there's one high build spot that's perfect and we've already platted this out for ten years of dreaming. So sometimes, you know, you're limited. Sometimes you have wide open creativity. That's the ones that I really enjoy.
0: Right. So what happens if you're building a home for me and we're we're halfway through and I want to change some things? Is that possible? Does it depend on what I want to change? Do we I mean, is there cost overrun changes? Have you run into that or give a give a little bit of information on that?
1: Well, Poppy can help out with this quite a bit too, because she's the one in the office and Anne that take care of a lot of the, the the clerical work that comes with that. And there's quite a bit. Everything has to be documented. Mm-hmm. Things can change, yes. Mm -hmm. You know, custom building, a lot of people are visually challenged, you know, especially when it comes to that area of the house. There's a lot of dimensions. People can't see it. They're just sticks in the air at that point in time. Mm -hmm. There's no dimension to lock you into how big the room really is. Most people come to us and say, I thought it would be bigger or this room really seems small. Then until the drywall's up, nobody knows. They can't feel that dimension. But along the way, people will see it. And then they realize, I don't like this. I wish this window was over here. I wish this door was over there. S- some changes like that. And those things we work with. Okay. A lot of times it will cause a stoppage of the pro- of the project until we have to, you know, sometimes I should say, we have to you know, bring in other subcontractors. It depends on the, fa- uh, the phase or stage of the house. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's already done framed. Sometimes the drywall's up and somebody realizes, I don't like this. Then you have to bring in multiple contractors to solve the issue, you know, and what's the cost of this going to overrun? At that point in time, can anybody else move forward on the project in any other direction? Or another, Can another subcontractor be there at the same time? How large of a change order is this? Then we have to go back and, you know, like I say, start getting bids for everybody. How much design layout is there in this? And then it's up to Poppy and Ann to document it all, make sure everybody's on board with it, Every, all the emails are sent and everybody signed off on what it's going to take to go through with it before we actually decide whether we're actually doing the work or not.
0: And so. letting your lender know.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the hard part. Like, and, and I'm going to keep reiterating answers all go and, and it's, it's hard to stop him. Building a house is not a puzzle. Building a house is more like, a, what is what are those games where you hit one thing and it's like a domino effect, the Rude Goldberg. Oh. It's like a Rude Goldberg is what it is. So if you stop one point, you're actually kind of putting a hitch in your giddy up mm-hmm. because you have, everybody is kind of connected. So if we stop the framer, then the next in line, then the next in line, then the next in line. If you lose somebody three down, you know, that is like scheduled out you might not get them back until they're done with their project. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we have a bunch of people in our pocket that we can just say, oh, plan C, D, E, you know, we have we have people that we work with and it's a relationship. We do have backups in some situations, but if, if they're worth their weight, if they're really good, they're going to be busy. Mm-hmm. So we can't just, you know, put another person in that person's place. Or when we start a rough in, which is, like a rough in for electric. You don't finish that electrical until you're down to the end. You can't bring another electrician in to finish. So it it just kind of it's it's a it's a little bit of a a mess if you try to stop the processes, but you kind of have to. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. And it does have some costs associated with it. Some people are like, why can't you just do that? I saw it on a reality show. You can do that. (laughs) I mean, it's like 30 minutes, right? No, actually, it's like three other different contractors that all are wanting to, to do it this way or that way. We have to be able to stop, make sure we have it correct so we don't go too quickly Mm -hmm. and that's that's where some of those costs can come in and we do charge a change order fee it just depends on what what the processes are involved in the change
1: and that process and that change order fee is is a standard fee and that also gets added into the cost of whatever that change might be and then we also have to make the you know the the homeowners aware that this will also you know possibly add delays in your contract date if you're you're know, expecting to be done by a certain day, this could be adding several more days or weeks to the end of your project if it pushes it that far behind.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And it's, I mean, they happen, you know, and it's not like we can't do them, but it's it's a lot of information to get between you guys and then even get your lender involved that it, it, it can be done, but it's not just going to be quick. There's a lot that goes into it. So let's talk a little bit about kind of the process that you may have or, or kind of the stages that's, that one would go through when they, when they come to you. So once we have the contract signed, we tell our, our clients, take,
2: you know, take the first 45 days uh-huh. of that contract. Don't focus on the interior. It can be overwhelming because everybody's like, oh, my goodness, how do I pick out something that I can't see right now? Mm-hmm. Don't focus on the interior. Focus on just the exterior. Give us some, maybe some pictures, some examples. We have you pick out the color of your shingles and we have some selection boards in our office that you can choose from that. And we say, post those on our billboard so that we all get a really good idea of what you're going for. But if you've got a color in mind for your exterior, (laughs) make sure (laughs) that, that you get some examples, maybe in your area, and then ask maybe a neighbor, hey, what is that color? And a lot of people don't realize Sherwin Williams will do actual color consults with you for like a half hour at a time. You just schedule it. You can go on the Sherwin Williams site and do that. So I just discovered that. It's been a game changer for me for sure. But then we say once those 45 days, you've got the exterior, take a breath. And let's start focusing on some of the interior stuff. And we will give you an, you know, kind of a heads up when these things need to be selected. We have a list of suppliers and places that we like to go to select these. We will go with you. Anne or myself will go with you to help you choose these things. But we do it in little pieces so that it's not so hard to, to kind of absorb all at once. Because it's very overwhelming. It is very overwhelming, and I, I even get overwhelmed still. Mm-hmm. At the very last, you know, part of, like, doing a spec house, you know, Andrew and I are going back and forth on colors and, and picking out tile, and I say, don't pick out your actual backsplash until you have your counters in. Mm-hmm. Go buy, like, four or five samples, you know, you can take them back, and then put them in with what you've got so that that doesn't seem so overwhelming. You see more of a, a representation of what that'll be. I think there's ways that we can do it that, that kind of help with those selections.
0: And that's what I tell my customers when they come in, you know, and and they want to get pre-approved for a construction is, okay, this is not going to happen overnight, you know, as far as the lending and then getting your plans and bids. And you need to slow down. You need to take time. This is maybe, maybe not your first home. You may build again, but you know, your, your plan is to be here for a while. So you want to make sure that you do it right and you like it.
2: That's right. And it is a relationship. And we end up talking to our clients quite a bit throughout the entire process so it's a custom build Mm -hmm. and so we want to make sure that we're building something that they're going to enjoy you know for the rest of their lives hopefully Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and people how you know one of the things that we'd probably recommend for a lot of people during the actual construction process is is to just beware that you know not everything's going to happen in that day Mm -hmm. and maybe some things might not happen in that week so those were are some of the things that people get frustrated with inside of those processes. We have phases of construction, you know, that start with, you know, our planning to the time that we're going through permitting. One of the next phases is gonna be excavation through framing us, you know, when we dig the hole, put the foundation in, backfill it, waterproof it, get the framer there. And usually there's a flurry of activity up front and it gets people really excited because you see nothing for a long time, then all of a sudden something's happening. Now everybody gets really excited and their dolphins are going and they're seeing people working and here comes our dream coming to life. And then once we get the house framed up, which can take, you know, four to six weeks Then we start doing what's called the rough end stage. And that's when we have the plumbing, the electrical, the the heating and air conditioning, any technology, cameras, you know, cable work happening through insulation. And that's when all of a sudden, like, wow, you really start to see these things happen because the roof is going on and the siding is starting to happen. And boy, this is really going to happen quick. Then all of a sudden we get into what we call the slowdown phase, which is the the pre-finish stage, like when drywall shows up. And how long some of these phases can really take because during inspections, we have these periods of making sure the house is everything has been done before we drywall it. Is all the electrical there? We have the inspections. Did we miss anything? pre-scheduling all that because everybody has to work in concert with each other and they're always working for other subcontractors at the same time. Nothing ever fits. Okay. The, the electrician never walks out the door this day and the drywaller's is not there the next. Mm-hmm. And that's the phase that can drag four to six weeks out of a, a project really easy. And that's when a lot of people will start to kind of deflate a little bit because mm-hmm. they don't see the movement that they saw originally and then from there, then we move into the trim carpentry stage and cabinets, and that can drag out for another four to five weeks because it's one person working there at the same pace with all the detail work. You know, then the painting happens. And again, another two to three weeks of one contractor slowly and painstakingly moving forward. And then we get into okay, the, the painter walks out of the house, and now we're really getting excited because now we're going to start hanging up electrical fixtures and putting countertops on. And the minute you start doing that, everybody expects you to have the house done in two weeks. Here we go. And we're done, right?
2: <laughs> it looks like a house. That yeah. looks great. I can well, just move in tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. Was like,
1: then all of a sudden you realize, why isn't somebody working here today? You guys are almost done. You know, yeah. I'm tired of living in my parents' basement.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs>
1: my, my wife is pregnant and we're, we're due any moment. You know, these are things that are legitimate. Real. That we're working through currently
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and uh, and people get you know they're they're ready by then. Mm-hmm. by then, you know, nine months of their life has elapsed, and uh, they sold their home, they're living somewhere where they don't want to be, and now they see this final finish stage. and every day is one little piece at a time it seems like for these folks and and you can sense the frustration you can see oh, it, yeah. especially when you're building rurally. Mm-hmm. these are not houses that people just say, "Okay, build me a home." and then You know, call me when it's done. Mm -hmm. They're it's their land. They're there daily. You know, they're walking through. They're bringing their family.
2: There's so much excitement. We we want them to be in the house just as much as they want to, but we also need to slow the roll at the very end because we want to make sure that. We've got everything completed. Mm-hmm. The electrician has to come back in, do all his thing. We have to have the inspections done. There, sometimes there's what they call a blower door test to make sure that the HVAC is working <coughs> appropriately, that sort of thing. So there's a lot of pieces even oh. still happening, again, behind the scenes. So,
1: and that's when the the real dance of this comes in because it's kind of like a leapfrog because you have to have all these subcontractors come back in and start working this guy has to do this before the next guy can do that. Then this guy has to do that before the guy in front of him can come back and do the next part of his work. So, you know, electrician has to start working. We work from the ceiling down before we do any of your flooring or anything like that. We get the electrician to come back in and the HVAC. Well, electrician has to get at least the Lisa lights on so people can see what they're doing. Sure. Well, but the appliances aren't there because the flooring's not in or the countertops aren't there. And so electrician has, you know, five or six trips back the HVAC guy has three or four trips back, you know, then we have the, the trim carpenter who comes back in and puts all the hardware on the on the house and the door handles and adjust your cabinets, and there's five trips back. Mm-hmm. And uh, meanwhile, they're working for other people along the way. They're not just sitting there waiting for your phone call the next day to, to be there. Mm-hmm. And then that's where you get those pauses and that finish in because the homeowners are really excited. Mm-hmm. You know, and every day is a whole new, like, it's like Christmas for I guess. In some aspects, they come in and say, "What got done today?" Then they show up and there's like, "There's nobody here." <laughs> What's going on? We
2: promise. There's still work going on. And so yeah. then at that point, we're trying to bring the clients back in. We do what's called a punch list. Mm-hmm. And so we walk through the house. And, and inevitably, there's so many other contractors that have gone back in. Your flooring, your carpet, that sort of thing. Things get scratched up because, you know, that happens mm-hmm. with flooring. So we uh, we have to have a punch list so that we can complete those items, hopefully, before the client moves in. Right. There's some certain situations to where we're finishing them even after they move in mm-hmm. uh, because of, like Andrew was saying, the logistics of getting contractors back out
1: and then they need to close their loan they need to lock <laughs> in their interest rate you know with their lender of course and uh, and everybody's looking for final invoicing mm-hmm. uh, typically from the time that the painter walks out the door of the house we are still six weeks away you know from the f- final completion of their home where we can actually you know barring no where, changes yeah, right. barring no changes where we can actually you know finish their lending get all their final invoicing together. The last contractor's walked out the door and here's your keys and welcome to your new home.
0: And then
2: they're they're humans. And so we're begging them for the last bill and Ann's in the office asking them, can you please send us the bill so we can finalize and balance everything out?
1: Honestly, that's where things get really stressful for everybody because that's when the homeowners are trying to get their financing done. We're trying to get the final invoicing in their house cleaned and the contractors out. They're trying to arrange a move schedule. You know, it might, you know, where's my family in this and who's what mover am I using? Mm-hmm. What day is it going to actually be physically done so I can move? Mm-hmm. That's that's when things can get probably the most stressful of the entire project is right there at the very end. Right.
0: But once they're done, it is exciting. You know, it's exciting for us to get that final inspection and, and get everything finalized. And a few, few reminders as far as our construction loans is we are that one-time close. So the good thing with Rural First is, they're locking on day 1. So they're not they're not as worried once they they get going and and hurry up Andrew because you know they're already locked in with us. So that's one huge cool aspect of our construction product is is locking up front on day 1.
1: And that's one of the reasons why we we promote you guys pretty okay. heavily actually to our rural clients is because they have that ease at the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, where other banks, you know, we have to close within 30 days, you know, what is the day? When yeah. can we have our inspections? We still have to have final appraisals done. And so that can get really hectic when you're working with another system like that. One of the things that we really enjoy about the products that you offer there at Royal First is their ability to refinance so they can chase that rate, especially today's interest rates as they're getting Mm -hmm. higher. People are not liking that very much. We do hear
2: that a lot. We've
1: noticed a major slowdown over the last six months to year, especially as they keep climbing higher. And we try to remind people that, you know, you know, with with your company with Real First, that well you might be at seven right now or seven and a quarter, but you know for five hundred dollars a year, you know one-time fee, you know you can chase that half a percent at a time if you need to, which makes a big savings. And we try to remind our, our clients that that's one of the key things with your company that that we enjoy working with. I think
2: a lot of people were afraid to pull the trigger for building because of where the interest rates were. I, mean, I have to remind everyone that. Years ago, this was actually much, much higher, but I would rather buy it at a higher interest rate now than have the market saturated like it was a couple of years ago with people paying over asking price, that sort of thing, for land, for houses. Mm-hmm. You know, just take that hit now, but then you have the opportunity to refinance, and that's that's an amazing value.
0: Yes. I think our rate conversion program, that $500, is a, is a huge benefit and something that we pride ourselves into at Rural First. So, well, I appreciate you both coming in and educating our customers on building you know, building that dream home and, like you said, building that relationship with the customer and, and getting to know them and what they want. So is there anything else you'd like to add today?
1: Well, we, we thank you for having us in. We hope they learned something from this overall. <laughs> I hope we didn't confuse them or scare them too much in some of the processes and lengths of time. Some of the things that we've talked about are, are can be scary for a lot of people, and it can push them away from the process. We do, a Grove Custom Home Builders works in a, a large majority of the southwest Iowa area. You know, so we work from Persia, Iowa to Avoca, you know, down Glenwood, Glenwood Malvern. We can broach the, the Red Oak area, you know, depending on the size, you know, the, the type of project there are. But we work pretty much all over this area. So we travel quite a ways, half hour to an hour pretty easily.
0: Well, thank you so much for having us. Well, I appreciate you coming in. Thank
1: you.
0: So thank you for joining us on this episode of Living Rural. I hope you have found value in the information we have shared today. We release new episodes each week and look forward to seeing you next time.